All right. Well, I have uh, seven o'clock on the dot, and I want to be respectful of your time um, since it is the last week of summer um, and be respectful of our staff's time as well. And I uh, just want to say thank you so much for being here. Um, my name is Peter Noonan, and I, for those of you that I haven't had an opportunity to meet, I'm the superintendent of schools here in the city of Falls Church, and uh, pleased to come to you live from my kitchen <laughs> here in the city of Falls Church. Uh, and as a parent, uh, very excited for the school year to start here in FCCPS. Um, this evening, um, I'm hoping to do this in less than an hour, so if I if I'm successful, that will be good for everybody on the call, I think. Um, but hoping to give you some uh, information as the school year begins about some of the big things that you may be interested in knowing um, about the school division and about some of our policies and practices going forward. Um, but the real, uh, the real important information that you're gonna receive over the next couple of days is gonna be from your schools um, where your children go, and also at the um, open houses that are, are beginning this week. So please make sure to pay attention to those emails from um, your principals that are coming out. It gives lots of really good information. And also, if you have a chance to get to your open houses, uh, please uh, do so. And, and if you're not able to go, if your student's in secondary and you want to send them to the, the program tomorrow, at, at Mary, Ellen, Mary Ellen Henderson Middle School, where my daughter will be from one to three. Uh, please feel free to, uh, to do that as well. But the big idea here is to try to, try to get to the things um, that as we get ready to start school. So um, I, I just wanna start with just a general um, welcome and, and, and a really excited hello. Um, we are, and the best way I can describe it is coming out of the last two and a half years of a really dark period here in the city of Falls Church with respect to schooling, um, our social emotional wellness from pre-K all the way to 12, and really feeling like um, as, as we come out and as we turn the corner, um, we are excited about um, the year to start. So. A lot of people ask me um, in the summer, so how is it having the summers off? And my answer to that is um, we in central office actually don't get the summer off. And this is really our busy time of the year. So the question um, often that we're wrestling with is what have you been up to for the last couple of months? And so our answer has been that we're, we've been planning a 10 month party in central office. And so we are, we are ready and we're geared up and excited to welcome back um, our students after a, a really fun summer of work and preparation. So just a few things to um, start the, the evening off to share with you. Um, just yesterday, we had our annual convocation uh, at Meridian High School. We had all of our um, staff, all 550 um, paid staff in the City of Falls Church Schools at the Meridian High School Auditorium where we kicked it off with some really great music from our jazz ensemble, from our chorus. Um, we also had an opportunity to have a student panel uh, where we had eight incredible students share with us about their experiences in the City of Falls Church schools and also tell us what, what makes a great teacher and what makes a great class. And it just was an, an awesome, awesome morning where the energy and the enthusiasm for uh, coming back to school was really palpable. So 
Um, you, we, you see us in our blue shirts. The blue shirts all say re FCCPS revitalized. Um, and one really important note here on the bottom left are the folks that have been in the City of Falls Church who received some service awards yesterday because they've been with us somewhere between 25 and 30 years. And unfortunately, yesterday, um, some of you may have had Charmaine Barr as your bus driver at some point uh, in your, your child's career. If you've been in the system for a while, Charmaine Barr um, yesterday uh, turned the corner on 30 years in the city of Falls Church. And we couldn't, couldn't be more proud of the work that Charmaine has done. So convocation was a blast and got us started. Our custodians and our maintenance teams have been working really hard um, this summer, getting our buildings all cleaned, making sure that um, all of the floors are, are nice and polished and shiny when the students come back. All of the carpets have been cleaned, all of our boards have been washed and everything is ready to go. You'll see in the middle picture here, um, one of our amazing um, supervisors, Elliot, uh, is, is working on the sign. This is in front of Mary Ellen Henderson, right at the corner of Mustang Alley and Route 7, where he's putting up um, the, the, no, the right turn only sign and the no left turn sign. And, and that will be important later in the presentation this evening. Um, so anyway, our custodians have been working really hard to get our buildings ready. Um, our technology team has, work, has worked night and day, making sure that all of the technology and all of the systems are in place for us to be successful. Our food services team um, not only fed everyone yesterday a couple of times, fed us again today, um, and have been practicing some, some of their really great dishes and some of their really great skills uh, in preparation for our students to come back. Um, just a reminder to everybody that our food services teams make everything from scratch uh, and we try to use the best ingredients we have. So the food that our students do uh, receive in our cafeteria really is delicious. And we hope, uh, hope you'll take advantage of the options and the opportunities uh, in our, that our food service have to offer. Our transportation office has been working diligently um, over the last couple of weeks, making sure all of our buses are nice and tuned up, making sure that they're clean, making sure that they're ready to roll. And on the left-hand side um, picture, uh, you'll see a picture of three women. And on the right is Michelle Johnson. Michelle is our director of transportation and she is a magician. She has been able to work through all of our bus routes this uh, last week to make sure that there are no double runs for any of our students. So um, I'm gonna talk about that in a few minutes, but I wanted to make sure that our, our, our families and everyone listening knew that um, we are really set for um, buses to roll this year and excited about that. Our instructional staff has been working um, really hard night and day really for the, the entire week. They've put in um, so many hours working to, to support our staff, our instructional staff to ensure that we're deploying those instructional best practices and um, making sure that our curriculum and our instruction is aligned not only to um, the state standards but also to the International Baccalaureate Program pre-K through 12, and they have worked uh, diligently in training over, the, uh, over 250 of our instructional staff here in the City of Falls Church over the last two days, and we're really proud of them. Um, daycare is, uh, is on a little bit of a respite here this week, um, and they are coming out of a really great summer where they did some wonderful things, and you'll see some pictures here of our summer program, but daycare is ready to start their new sessions next week 
and, and taking care of our elementary kids that are signed up for daycare. Our budget staff has been, and that's it. That's our budget staff pretty much right there. Um, that is Michelle Kopic and our, our chief operating officer, Kristen Michael, um, making sure that all of the money uh, that we need to be able to pay our teachers and to support our schools and make sure we have all the resources necessary to have the very best quality instruction for all of our kids uh, are all in the right pots and is available to spend. Our HR department has been busy hiring and onboarding staff. And I, I wanna share this photo right in the middle with you. This is the class of, uh, of, of this year. These are all of the new hires that we've had um, in the system this year. And these are teachers, paraprofessionals, psychologists, social workers, speech pathologists, librarians. We've got a whole host of people uh, that are joining us new. But one thing I do wanna point out is that this is not a very big group of new employees. We've been very fortunate this year uh, to not have had a lot of turnover. Um, the great resignation that you read about in the newspaper uh, across the country has um, not happened in the City of Falls Church. And we're very pleased that our staff and faculty have, have hung right in there with us, um, moved through the pandemic, and um, are really excited for these folks on the screen to join us in our new, our new hiring, as our new hires. And we are ready. Um, I, I just wanna make sure that everybody's super clear. We're ready for your kiddos to come in on Monday and really excited. We're fully staffed with the exception of one classroom. Uh, we had a teacher that got a promotion at the last minute. He got promoted to a, an assistant principal position in another division. So we'll be working to fill that classroom just as quickly as possible. We do have a plan for day one. Um, and fortunately, in the last budget cycle, our school board was super supportive with all of our requests and um, agreed to put four, five permanent subs into our system. So we have one permanent substitute at each school that's hired and is part of the staff. And so those substitutes across the system will be deployed for a variety of purposes. But in the event that we need to cover a class on day one, which we won't except for one, we are, we're set to go and, and really excited about that. Um, as I mentioned earlier, our bus routes are completely covered without any double runs. Um, we were quite worried, um, I would say, up until about a week ago that we were going to have to open with some double runs because we've been um, not immune to some of the bus driver situations that you're reading about in other school divisions. Um, and we still are looking for um, a couple of bus drivers. So if anybody's interested in getting your uh, commercial driver's license and, and driving a bus for us, we'd certainly welcome that. But the good news is, is that Michelle A. Johnson, our director of transportation has done an extraordinary job um, figuring out how to cover all of the runs so that we won't have to do any double runs in the morning or in the afternoon. Um, our teachers are so excited to see our kids. As I mentioned yesterday at our convocation, the excitement and the enthusiasm was palpable. It was uh, quite a contrast from last year and the year before. Um, and, and our theme this year about revitalization is really coming to a head and, and being evidenced in the joy and in the fun that we saw yesterday at Meridian High School with everybody coming back. So my hope and my wish for you this year, uh, you'll hear me say this once, twice, and maybe a lot this year, is that as your students come back and as you come back to our system, 
as we turn the corner on um, COVID and, and we recognize that COVID is still in our community, but um, we know how to handle it much better now than we did before. Um, we are gonna have fun and we're gonna rediscover the joy of coming to school every day and just loving every minute of it. And we hope that you'll join us in that fun. So I wanted just to, to give you a few um, bits of information that may be helpful as the year starts. Um, every year at the beginning, there are always a few things that sort of trip us up. And if you can imagine um, having being a parent, like many of you are on here today, um, and having 2,600 children in your house, um, and when you welcome all 2,600 home after a long day, it, it can be a challenge to make sure that everybody gets exactly to the right place. But you know that all of those kids are safe. And so I want you to know that um, our safety is our first priority in the City of Falls Church. And all 2,600 students um, are the most important um, people in our lives. And we will do whatever it takes to make sure that they are safe, secure, and well-educated in the City of Falls Church. But inevitably in the first week, there are some bumps in the road. Um, a student might get on the wrong bus or might there might be a delay in the first bus coming by a few minutes or five minutes or 20 minutes, hopefully not, but um, sometimes that happens. And we just want you to know um, that, that those things that happen on day one with our buses, for example, um, don't last long. We usually are able to settle those out and balance out bus loads. Buses might be a little crowded the first week, but we will work diligently to um, identify issues uh, and, and settle those out as quickly as possible. And, and as you'll remember, for those of you that are parents or have been parents in our community, by about the third week, all of those issues are pretty well resolved. Um, it just takes a little patience and a little time, um, but we get there. And the same is with the cafeteria. Um, you know, our cafeterias, our students are putting in their student numbers uh, or their, their passcodes for student lunches. Um, and sometimes with particularly our elementary school students who are doing that for the first time, our cafeteria workers have to provide a little support to them, do a little training, provide a little education on how to, how to move through the line, how to put your number in, and it takes a little longer than normal. But I want to assure everyone um, that if a student ends up in a longer line in the cafeteria, then perhaps it takes longer than anticipated. Every student will eat um, in our system. And, and we will make sure that that student doesn't miss too much instruction. But typically by the third or fourth day, and certainly by the end of the first week, um, all of that sort of settles out and those lines move quickly. Because kids know the sooner they can get through the line and the sooner they can get their food, the sooner they can have some fun and do uh, some socializing with their friends. Um, schedules. Um, by now, many of you have gotten your class placements. Um, many of you have been able to get your uh, class uh, schedules at the secondary school. I know um, there was a slight glitch with power school, so we're working through that, but those will be available tomorrow. Um, but inevitably, um, there will be a few of you who will look at your schedule and say, oh, that's not what I signed up for, or my kid got the wrong class. They were supposed to get art instead of theater or whatever the case may be. And I want you to know that we're here. Um, to support you and to, to listen to your concerns and sort of hear what your, what your thoughts are. Scheduling is a really tricky, um, a tricky algorithm to make sure that every student um, gets in the right place at the right time during the day. 
Um, so if you have questions about your schedules, don't be afraid to contact your school counselors. They can help you with your schedules. Um, but by and large, um, we have worked really hard to make sure that we've matched students with their first, second, third, or fourth choice with respect to their um, elective choices and also making sure that they get their core curriculum as well. Um, I wanna uh, just also mention that sometimes in the storm of the first week, um, communication can get a little bit wonky. Um, and again, you know, great plans are just those. And when they hit the ground, um, sometimes great plans um, don't always execute the way you want them to. Uh, and sometimes things uh, get a little bit mixed up. We haven't had this issue for several years. We've had very smooth openings. Um, obviously, two years ago, we didn't have really an opening, but last year's opening was really smooth and prior to the pandemic were really smooth. But I do want you to know that sometimes communication gets a little bit funky that first week. And so just bear with us as we are continuing to um, move through the opening of school and, and managing the movement of 2,600 kids. Um, my family right now is at Target um, buying school supplies. And as they left the house, I have to say, I sort of laughed a little bit because I thought the greeter at the Target is probably gonna laugh when you walk in with a school-age student ready to buy school supplies on the Wednesday before school starts. Um, and so the question was, what do I do if I don't have all my supplies? And I said to our rising eighth grader, it's okay. If you don't have all your supplies on day one, we'll get them and, and you'll be okay. And, and the teacher will help you adapt and modify and overcome any, any gaps in your materials or your supplies. And I share that with you just to say, not to share that I'm disorganized or we didn't get our, our supplies and materials in time, um, but we're just like every other family, right? It's been a challenge this summer to have some fun and relax and come back and be ready for the school year. But if you don't have exactly everything you need on day one, it's okay. Um, and don't, don't sweat it. Um, we will work through it and you'll have some time to, to finalize your supply and materials um, as you move forward. So those are just a few things that typically sort of trip up um, families and, and trip up students that first week. But just know that bus routes will settle out, cafeteria lines will get shorter, schedules will be fine. The communication is going to be really uh, fairly smooth. Just listen to the, to the communications that you get from your principals, because those communications from your principals and from your teachers will be the most important that you'll get. And if you don't have all your materials and supplies on day one, it's OK. You still have some time to get them. Um, so let me talk a little bit about getting to and from school. Um, I've mentioned that our buses are ready to rock and roll and our bus drivers are really excited to welcome your kids onto the bus uh, in, on day one. Um, so if you go to school at Jesse Thackeray Preschool, we are excited to pick you up on the bus if you're a bus rider. Um, we are also excited to have a kiss and ride out front. So if you're a kiss and ride um, student where you, you bring your child to school, our staff will be out there on the first day and the second day and beyond, um, ready to help you offload your child from um, the car. Uh, if you are a walker, and there are a number of walkers um, that do bring their children from, the Jesse Thackeray kids don't walk by themselves, right? Um, but parents walk their kids to school all the time and, and we'll be ready for you. Um, at Mount Daniel Elementary School, we'll have the kiss and ride process like we've always had. Um, it will become very evident when you get to school what the, the loop for the kiss and ride is. Um, we also will have all of our buses going up to the top of Mount Daniel, and we do have a number of walkers that, that go as well. Um, at Oak Street, 
Um, we have a number of students that ride. Um, if you ride, just a reminder that the Kiss and Ride is on the back side of Oak Street Elementary. Um, the buses arrive on the front of Oak Street Elementary. Um, and in the morning, um, Oak Street is, the, the road Oak Street is blocked off. So if you're new to Oak Street Elementary School, just know that um, with about a half an hour, 15 minutes to a half an hour of time before school starts, Oak Street will be blocked off um, by the police and crossing guards so that our buses can come in. If you're a walker at Oak Street, um, we really recommend that you look for the signs for the Tiger Trail. Um, all of those Tiger Trail signs were redone and um, rehung within the last year and a half. And wanna thank Mary Beth Connolly for doing all of that work. Um, she, she is not only a city council member, but she works in the city schools for us. And she went around and exchanged all of those Tiger Trail signs. So keep an eye out for those Tiger Trail signs and those are safe routes to school. Um, there will be crosswalk uh, uh, and guards at Seton Lane like there have been in the past and at Parker Avenue. So those are really good spots to go ahead and cross um, when, when you're coming to um, Oak Street Elementary. Let's talk about Henderson and Meridian for a minute because this is going to be a challenge. Um, so as I talk about the challenge of the secondary campus, I wanna put it into context. Um, so bear with me here. And the context is that as, as our community knows, um, our $120 million new high school is being funded by the proceeds, the tax proceeds and tax revenues from the new 10 acre site that is going up next to the high school. So, so it's going to be a challenge to get in and out of the site because the new 10 acre site is being developed right now. But if we can all just remember that that 10 acre site is taking care of the debt service for the high school and our taxes in the city of Falls Church went down, um, maybe that's helpful knowing that, you know, um, we, we got a good bang for our buck out of this 10 acre site. So I, I'm gonna implore the community to please, please, please consider having your child at the secondary school. And we're talking about just Henderson and Meridian now, walk, ride a bike or take the bus to school. I would highly recommend that, that um, unless you're a senior or a junior with a parking pass, that there should only be staff and student cars on the campus at the secondary school. Now, I know that there are gonna be circumstances that are gonna be out of family's control where you have to go, you have to take your student and that's fine. I just want you to know that when you get to the school site, um, it may require some patience to get in because there are gonna be limited access points to, um, to the high school. So if that's not um, a cautionary tale enough, let me continue. Um, and, and let me start with just saying that we are going to have crossing guards at Haycock across from the Giant where we've had them before. Um, and that is a really a great place and really the only place to cross um, to get to the high school. We are recommending that no student um, cross we're not recommending actually, we wanna be stronger than that. And, and we really don't want any students walking up route seven. So if you come in front of the high school and the 10 acre site that is. So if for example, you are a student who lives on the north side of Broad Street and you walk up um, to Lazy Mike's, we're asking that you cross from Lazy Mike's to the giant and then cross at the Haycock crosswalk. Once you get to that, crosswalk at Haycock, 
there is a safe walking route to school that goes up Mustang Alley. And I'm gonna show you a map here in just a second. Um, if you are driving your student, I would highly recommend that you drop them off a block or two away and ask them to walk the remainder of the way and crossing at Haycock. So my, what I plan to do in those rare circumstances, our daughter is gonna ride the bus, but in those rare circumstances where she is gonna have to be driven for whatever purpose, my plan is to drop her off um, on, uh, on or around the giant shopping center. And so I'm not telling you to drop kids off at the giant shopping center. I'm just saying that for me, that sort of works and then she can walk uh, to the Haycock crosswalk and go from there. I would really invite you to avoid um, dropping off on the north side of Virginia Tech. Um, there is sort of a ring road that goes around the school site, um, but there is not a safe walking route without going back all the way to Haycock and up Haycock. So let me show you a map um, to try to make it a little bit more clear. Um, and, and hopefully this map will clar clarify a little bit. Um, what you'll see in this map um, is, and let me orient you quickly, and hopefully you can see my, my cursor. Um, we have Meridian High School. Uh, I, I'm sorry, we, <laughs> that's that Mary Ellen Middle School, Meridian High School is here. Here's the stadium, and here are the ball fields, right? And this is the new, um, new multi-purpose field. The entrance point uh, for walkers is right here in this far right corner. So as I was saying, this is where the crossing guards are gonna be. So if you walk up Broad Street, take a right on Haycock and then cross there, go down the street and you have a very safe walking path up Mustang Alley that is actually demarked by um, big concrete barriers. So there's concrete barriers that students will walk behind to get up to the front of Meridian or they can take a left and go down to Mary Ellen Henderson. So all walkers and bikers should take that pink path. This yellow line that's in here is Mustang Alley, and this is the bus route. So buses will enter Mustang Alley off of Haycock, come up, and they will queue up from about this corner at the corner of where um, Mary Ellen Henderson begins, and they will likely turn the corner all the way back to about the middle of the new 10-acre site. Whoops. Um, in the mornings when the buses are in this bus lane, this bus lane is going to be closed, which means that there's only one, one entrance to, to um, Meridian High School and to Mary Ellen Henderson, and that is off of Route 7. So if you're driving and, you, and you're intent upon bringing your student to school, you may take a right into um, Mustang Alley you're gonna make the first immediate left. You're gonna drop your student off right in front of Mary Ellen Henderson, even if they're a high school student, and then they'll walk around um, to the front of the high school. In the car, you'll continue back through this parking lot, come back out here and come to the front, and then you have to take a right out of the parking lot. There will be no left turn onto Broad Street. It's too dangerous um, and it backs up traffic. The good news is, is that this red ring road remains. So if you want to drop off and you go through the process and you make the loop and you come out and you take a right onto Leesburg Pike, you can get off like you're going to Route 66. It's free, um, regardless of what time of day it is. Just don't get onto 66 
and head towards the metro. And as you head towards the metro, it will bring you back in front of the Virginia Tech site and will drop you back here at Haycock. At this point on Haycock, you can go left, I'm sorry, right, or you can go left. And if you go left and you know some back routes, there are some back routes home uh, from here. Um, but that's very important that there will be no left turn out of here um, if you want to drop your child off at Henderson or at Meridian. If your student is a driver, if you have a senior or a junior with a parking pass and you come up West Broad, they will turn in here and make an immediate right into this sort of brownish area. And that is the parking lot for our students uh, and staff. All right. So um, again, I, I, I can't say it strongly enough. I would highly recommend that um, whenever possible, you try not to drive onto the campus of Mary Ellen, Hender Mary Ellen Henderson or Meridian High School. And I would drop off somewhere in the community, um, either on the other side back here at, in the Giants or up, up a little further past Falls Plaza um, or, 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 and let them walk the rest of the way. But if they do walk, make sure that they cross at that crossing walk at Haycock. So one question we've gotten, whoops, is what if my student rides their bike and they end up on this side, this corner of Shreve and Haycock? What we're asking bikers to do is to cross Shreve. So you would move, you would cross from the McDonald's. These are like the icons we have to think about, right? So McDonald's to Lazy Mike's, Lazy Mike's to the Giant, and then down the walkway and across the street at Haycock Road. That's your crossing point there. Um, there are lights and that will keep students safe. But remember, as complicated as this is, um, over time, it will get smoother. It's gonna be really complicated and complex that first couple of weeks of school, especially if a lot of people drive. Um, so just be patient and know that it will get better over time. And that 10 acre site that's under construction is paying for our new high school. Just keep saying that in the back of your head, it's paying for our high school. All right, so those are the traffic patterns to consider. So some general communication things I wanted to make sure that I touched on as well um, while I have you here. Um, the first is classroom-based communication and school-based communication. Um, several years ago, there was an audit done um, in another system that I used to work in. And one of the things that we learned in that communications audit is that parents listen to teachers and listen to principals far more than they listen to superintendents or the central office. Go figure, right? And, and it is because your teachers and your school-based administrators have the best relationships with you. They know you, you know them, uh, you trust them, they're trustworthy sources of information. So we really recommend that as you're thinking about different communications and what to pay attention to, that you really pay close attention to everything that comes out from your teacher, from your classroom-based teachers um, communications, whether they're through Schoology or PowerSchool, and we have class tag coming, which is a new way of communicating that will be um, available to give communication in a variety of different uh, ways and in a variety of different languages. And so we're excited about that and we'll be able to communicate with families in their home languages much more easily. Um, secondly, school-based communication is gonna be really important as well. Um, weekly newsletters will come out from each of your principals that sort of give you an update of things that have either happened during the week or are going to happen. Um, and then division communications are going to come out as well. 
but I want everyone to, to be aware that this year we are not going to continue with the Roots Resiliency and Renewal or the RR&R. Um, it served a great purpose during the pandemic. Uh, it had a lot of good information in it. Uh, it, got, uh, it got to be a little bit more than we needed as we started to turn the corner on the pandemic. So there will not be a weekly or bi-weekly communication from uh, my office called the RR&R, but rather one time a month, I'm gonna add to the principal's newsletter in kind of a superintendent's corner um, where you can get some information from me. But that won't be the only way that you'll get information about the City of Falls Church Schools. We also use um, monthly meetups. I, I plan to continue those this year. Last year, I had some really nice opportunities to meet some folks at the park, met a couple of people at some restaurants, um, and that was fun announcements. We found in a recent communication um, audit that everybody loves the morning announcements, um, but the communication was just becoming too much. And so we're going to really try to streamline it this year so that you're not inundated with so much communication you don't know what to look at. So my, my advice again is to really pay attention to those classroom-based communications and the school-based communications. And while I'm talking about the morning announcements, just by the way, um, we were recognized recently um, for the highest award from the National Association of um, School, I want to make sure I get this right, um, School Communication, NESPRA, School Communication or School um, PR. Um, anyway, long story short is, and I got it all wrong, but the, the morning announcements um, won a national award from NESPRA. Um, and, and that was a big deal for us. And we're really excited about that. So we're gonna keep our morning announcements going. And thanks to John Brett, our communications director and Chrissy Henderson, who supports us with morning announcements on that. And then the last bit of communication is our school board communications. And um, our school board um, holds meetings um, pretty much every second and third Tuesday or second and fourth Tuesday, but you can look at the calendar and see when those are of each month. We have a regular meeting each month, and then we also have a work session each month. And at regular meetings, parents certainly have an opportunity um, for three minutes of public comment. So if anybody wants to come, and talk about the great experiences you're having in the City of Falls Church, or if you wanna share with us a concern that you have, um, we certainly welcome that. Um, I know that our school board members are always open to receiving emails from parents and constituents. And lastly, um, our chair, Laura Downs, and our vice chair, uh, Tate Gould, both um, jointly hold office hours and did last year had some people come and meet with them in the community. So. Um, those are just some general communication structures that we have that are available to you. But the one piece of information I just want to make sure that I impart most specifically is we've heard you um, a lot of information. We want to make sure you pay attention to the right information. So really your first line of communication is your school-based communication. Um, some general communication structures continued. Um, we are um, committed as an organization and as a school to be as responsive as we possibly can to those communications. We work diligently to try to respond to all emails and phone calls within a 24 to 48 hour window. Sometimes that's not possible because we have a lot going on. There may be, um, you know, when you have 2,600 kids, you know, one or two of them each day is gonna do something that requires an hour of your time. Um, and so we, we are gonna um, work diligently to get back to you as quickly as possible. But if for some reason, um, you don't hear back from us, please don't hesitate to just 
um, send us another email and say, hey, maybe this one fell through the cracks. Would you mind um, resending uh, your response or, or whatever it is? And we, we wanna make sure that we're responsive. Um, we also believe that solutions to any of the issues that you may have as parents and as students reside at the level of the issue. And what I mean by that is, if you're having some concerns with, a, with something that's going on in your classroom, um, we really want you to work with your classroom teacher first. Um, and then if you feel like you haven't received the resolution that you desire, then we ask that you escalate it to um, a, either a school counselor or the assistant principal, and then to the principal. Um, but we really are encouraging open, honest, um, clear communication between our families and our professional educators in the City of Falls Church. So please um, don't hesitate to um, share your concerns with them. If, if for example, um, you go directly to the principal with a concern regarding a teacher, the principal is likely gonna say, ask you the question, did you meet with the teacher first? And if you haven't, that will be one of the requirements um, that you meet with the teacher first and you try to resolve it at that level. So um, please do know that we, we wanna support you and we wanna help you have the very best experience for your kids. Um, but do try to, to resolve issues at the level that they're at so that we don't have to escalate into um, bigger, bigger concerns. Um, we have been working also on the Parent and Student Information Handbook, and it was recently revised. Um, part of the Parent and Student Handbook actually involves some um, code requirements from the state of Virginia and also has some policies that are in there from the school board. And each of those get updated relatively frequently and it's been updated again. And so um, tomorrow uh, we're gonna follow up with an email that will go out from the division. So that will be one thing to look forward to from the division that along with some other information will come out tomorrow um, that will provide you with uh, an updated student parent handbook. And then uh, in the upcoming week or so, it will also come out in the principal's newsletter. We just wanna make sure that you have the handbook um, so that it, you know who to call, you know what some of the policies are, what the procedures are and the like. And it's a really great resource uh, for you as parents. Um, I really did not wanna talk about this tonight, <laughs> but I do feel like I have to because um, things are continuing to change and you may have some questions. And so I just wanna make sure that at least I share this with you. Um, recently, the, the Center for Disease Control did update their guidance for schools um, and we are working diligently to, um, per, to follow that guidance. Um, our primary, just so you know, our primary guide for the guidance that we follow is the Virginia Department of Health and the Virginia Department of Health follows the CDC guidance. Unfortunately, when the CDC changes their policies, it takes a little while for the Virginia Department of Health to update their policies to pass to the schools. So we're trying to figure out how to best follow CDC guidance before um, the VDH or the Virginia Department of Health actually updates their, their processes and protocols. But um, we, here, here's the way things are gonna work this year um, for now. Um, if there is a positive case, we are asking that um, you continue to notify the school system. <clears throat> That's really important. And once you fill out that Google form and have your student isolate, our health team here will um, contact you with uh, guidance and follow-up. Um, following five days of isolation with day zero being the date of symptoms or onset of onset or a positive result, um, you are cleared to return 
Um, if you are not contagious and you're able to provide us with a negative rapid test or you, or you agree to wear a mask for days six through 10. And that is the guidance. Um, so, so all of that to say that at the end of day five, if you can provide us with a rapid test that shows that you're not, your, your student is not um, positive anymore, they can come back to school and they're not required to wear a mask. Um, but if you are um, still interested in coming back to school on day six, and you're not able to provide a negative test, but you're not symptomatic, you can come back to school, but you have to wear a mask. And so that would be days six through 10. Um, all positive cases, regardless of, um, of, of your status, um, are able to return at day 10, no matter what. So our goal in all of this is to get kids back in school as quickly as possible. Um, and let me just say that if you need a rapid test, um, we have lots of rapid tests in the school. So if, for example, your student does get COVID, unfortunately, and day zero um, goes and then you're at day five um, and you want to test your kid on day six and you need a rapid test, let us know and we will provide you with one. And if you show us that test is negative, they, they can come back and they don't have to wear a mask or they can come back, but they have to be masked so long as they're not symptomatic. Um, parents report those student absences via our attendance line at our schools, just like we do all other um, attendance procedures um, and staff reports positive cases to our supervisors. Um, so we, we have had some staff uh, become sick and in those cases we are prepared because we do have those permanent subs in our buildings. Um, one thing about exposures, um, exposures without symptoms. Um, anyone can remain at school if you're exposed, uh, regardless of your vaccination status. We just ask that you monitor your health symptoms. Um, but if you're in exposure with symptoms, this is really important that we ask just like if you had the flu, we're, we're returning to pre-pandemic conditions really. And that is if you were exposed to the flu three years ago and you got symptoms for the flu, we would send you home and we would ask you to get a doctor's note to return. It's the same then as it is now. So if you're exposed and you have symptoms, we're asking that you report it through our absence line um, and, and that you um, come back if you have either a note from your doctor that says, hey, it's just, it's just allergies or, or hey, you know what? We did a rapid test, it's negative. Come on back, that's fine. Um, again, our goal is to have you back in school um, but we do want to make sure that you don't have COVID, just like we want to make sure you don't have the flu. So, so all we're asking is that you go see a doctor if you're exposed and you have symptoms. <clears throat> the long story short here is um, if you're sick, stay home. Um, that's a really important message that I want to make sure that I send. If you're sick, stay home. You'll be able to make up the work. Um, we'll work with you and your family um, or your families to make sure that you're able to catch up whatever you've missed, but we just don't want to expose others to, to the flu, to COVID, to measles, um, to whatever the case may be. Um, testings and testing and vaccinations. Um, the Virginia Department of Health, remember they lag behind a little bit, the CDC, has agreed that they'd like to continue the VISTA program. Um, this is a program where we do, um, it's, it's more than just PCR testing. It also allows us to hire a school-based clinic nurse, a school-based nurse, um, and also allows us to do rapid testing. <coughs> Sorry, I have a dry throat here, hold on. I'm like Marco Rubio here. Um, anyway, so uh, 
so it allows us to do a variety of different things. It allows us to not only um, do the PCR testing, it allows us to hire a nurse and allow for the rapid testing. Those rapid tests, as I mentioned, are available in all of our schools. And if you need one, all you have to do is ask for one and we will we'll get them to you as quickly as we possibly can. <coughs> we do offer and we'll continue offer, offering until the VDH changes their guidance, um, PCR testing at our schools. This is a really nice benefit for our staff. They really like the idea of having a place to go in case they're not feeling well, instead of having to go um, all the way to find a doctor. Um, so they may, they may use the PCR testing, but we're also um, inviting our community in if you're interested in utilizing our PCR testing as well. Um, we'll do it twice a week at the preschool and at the secondary school and once a week at the elementary school. The reason that we're doing it twice a week at the preschool is because our little ones um, got their, many of them got their second vaccine today. Um, and, and we wanna make sure that they have access as much as they need um, access to any kind of testing. Um, at the secondary school, secondary students just do it at lunch and they're, they have agency over when they go and they can just get up and, and go whenever they want. So we have an opportunity to allow them the freedom to get tested. Um, and once a week at the elementary schools is, is because it's much more challenging to get students down to the clinic uh, or to the testing room, get them swabbed and the like. But it still will be available uh, if you'd like it. Um, if you are interested, you need to update your registration and get permissions on file with FCCPS and our vendor. Um, and, and we can get that all taken care of and it's done through primary.health system. Um, vaccinations and boosters are recommended, but absolutely not required for staff or students. Um, but again, we are recommending them. Um, we just think it's a good um, opportunity for, um, for some um, safety if, if you do get COVID. Um, so there's that. Um, I wanna just take a second um, since I've got you here to talk about the strategic plan because this is sort of our driver as we head out into the year. Um, there are five areas that we're really focused in on. Um, the first is IB infused teaching and learning. The next is wellness, equity and belonging. We know that we have a, we need to come back from our students uh, who are really struggling with their, their wellness and our teachers with their wellness. Um, but continuing our work with equity and belonging, um, focused on resource management and continuous improvement, communication and engagement. You'll hear more about that throughout the year. We really wanna hear from you and you wanna hear from us. And so again, I'll continue uh, different ways of, of uh, communicating with you along with others in the school system. And then lastly, investing in our people um, as the last path through. So I wanna um, just take a second to talk about one of them um, as we head back into school. And that is the International Baccalaureate Program. I don't wanna miss the opportunity um, to say that every student in the City of Falls Church Schools is part of the International Baccalaureate Program. There seems to be some mystery out there um, that uh, if you are in high school, you're in the International Baccalaureate Program, but otherwise you're not. Um, and just so everyone on the call knows that um, we're one of seven school divisions in the country that offers the International Baccalaureate Program from pre-K through 12th grade. So if you are um, in the primary years program, that means that you're in pre-K through fifth grade. So you're at Jesse Thackeray, Mount Daniel, Oak Street. You are receiving the primary years program of the International Baccalaureate. Um, the middle years program runs from grades six through 10. So every single one of our sixth graders through 10th graders are in the middle years program. 
And then at 11th grade, if students want to continue with the diploma program as part of the International Baccalaureate, they can. Um, and that happens in 11th and 12th grade. Let me just quickly say the areas of emphasis for us and the reason that this is important to know <clears throat> that all of our kids are in the International, International Baccalaureate program is because we focus a lot of our work on the learner profile. These are a set of core skills that we want to make sure that every one of our students in the City of Falls Church leaves our system with well-versed in. Uh, in fact, if you ask some of our seniors, what are the learner profile traits, they can rattle them off very quickly. Um, but we all want in our community um, students who are leaving our schools that are inquiring, knowledgeable, really great thinkers, communicators, principled, open-minded, caring, risk-takers, balanced, and reflective. Those are the learner profile traits that the International Baccalaureate um, supports. So students in the PYP or the primary years program, middle years program and diploma program now get instruction in teaching uh, and in learning through the lens of those big areas of emphasis or the IB learner profile. And we develop all of our units of study and all of our curriculum to support uh, these approaches to learning to make sure that these areas of emphasis are hit. Um, so um, I, I just want to make sure everybody knows that every single student in the City of Falls Church is in the IB program. And if you weren't in the City of Falls Church schools, um, in my experience in other school divisions is you would not have the same intentionality around these learner profile traits. So if you look at our teachers and ask them, what are you doing to support our student on being, in being principled or open-minded? They can very quickly tell you about how each unit of study that they have planned and developed, because our teachers write their own curriculum, really speak to being principled or really speak to being open-minded or caring or risk takers. And so we're really excited about that. So you'll hear more about that throughout the year as well, but tell a friend. Um, it's really important that we, we spread the word that everybody in the City of Falls Church is in the IB program and the reason that it's valuable is because our students are learning this core set of skills that every one of us, I think, want for our kids. All right, so let's see, 7.50. I think I made it inside an hour. Um, so I just wanna say thank you so much for joining uh, me tonight on this, uh, this webinar, this, this live stream. Um, I, am, I, I just can't even begin to tell you how excited I am for the school year to see your kiddos back in our buildings. Um, if you have further questions about your child or your child's program or something that's coming up for you uh, relative to your kids, please don't hesitate to call your school. You can call your school counselors. They're also a great frontline uh, person to talk to um, and certainly talk with your teachers. But if you have other questions about FCCPS in general, feel free to contact me and my email address is here as well. Um, Here's to a great year. Thanks for joining in and uh, look forward to seeing you around the community. Have a great night, everybody. And here's to a good year. Bye-bye.